Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 133 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. I am Seth. Normally, I would have a co-host, but this week, I am flying solo. Uh, I am, but as always, I'm here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in my own lives. Uh, <laughs> our own lives, well, my co-host Carly right now is on an airplane flying her way down to Orlando. So uh, next week, we will definitely be able to talk about some of her adventures. Uh, me personally, I have been spending the week trying to recover and catch up on work after uh, spending time in Anaheim recently and then in Mexico. Uh, I did have the pleasure of getting to take uh, my sister and her husband to Epcot, uh, their first time in uh, in Orlando, their first time going to a Disney theme park in many, many, many years. Um, and I think they really enjoyed the uh, Flower and Garden Festival. We We ate our way about halfway around the world. Um, got to look at some of the great topiaries. I think they really like that. But uh, I got to say, people who had not been to a, a Disney park in many, many years, uh, they they were pretty blown away about how crowded it is, how uh, you know how much work it is to get on some of the attractions, um, the whole Genie Plus and Lightning Lane thing. Even if you've got an expert guiding you around, it's it's pretty confusing. Um, so it was, it was really kind of interesting uh, going back to a Disney park for the first time with someone who hadn't been there in a very long time uh, and kind of seeing what the parks are like today through through their eyes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm advising them that when they, they come back with my, my nieces who are, are very young that they might want to pass on the Disney parks and head on over to like Peppa Pig and Legoland instead. Uh, might be a lot less stressful. But um, that was my week. And uh, now, I think without any further ado, we are just going to jump right into the news. All right. Well, the first item that is in our news this week is very exciting. Uh, I wish this had happened already while I was at Epcot the other day, but Disney's cultural representatives are returning to Epcot. Uh, this is part of the Disney International program. Uh, for the last two years, it has been suspended due to the pandemic, but uh, the cultural representatives will be returning to Epcot in phases starting in August of 2022. Um, they made this announcement on March 25th, uh, stating, uh, and I quote, the cultural representatives play an important role in our storytelling by helping us create authentic, immersive experiences for our guests as they share their country's cultural heritage and traditions that have inspired our resorts, pavilions, and theme parks. So what this is all about is World Showcase at Epcot. Uh, the various countries uh, since Epcot opened were staffed with um, young people, uh, you know, usually college age people, uh, sometimes a little older, uh, who come from those countries. Uh, they're on special work visas. Um, and uh, 
you know, it was it was definitely part of the authenticity of going to the France Pavilion or the German Pavilion and, and seeing people who actually from that culture speak that language. Um, obviously, when uh, the pandemic hit, travel shut down, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, all that stuff disappeared. All those folks were sent home. Um, now they are finally reaching out to people uh, whose programs were shortened or canceled or waitlisted back in 2022. Those people get first dibs on coming back. Um, and um, once the people who are who were part of the program have been contacted, then they're going to start uh, opening up invitations to apply again. Um, so here's the deal. When this all starts up again, uh, there's going to be 11 locations. Um, that uh, includes Epcot's pavilions uh, plus uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, this is going to start in Germany, Norway, Italy, France, the United Kingdom, and Canada in Epcot. Uh, it's going to take a little longer for, uh, they say, the Asian countries like Japan and China uh, for those folks to come back. Um, but, you know, this is building on the return last year, the relaunch of the Disney College program. Um, so between the college program, the international program, uh, it's a major component um, of getting uh, the old Disney, especially the old Epcot, back on track. Um, and personally, I am here for it. Um, I think that getting to interact with people from uh, a foreign country and learning a little bit uh, about their language and culture is, you know, kind of essential to what Epcot is. And, you know, when you go to... Uh, you know, Morocco and the people working there are all from Okeechobee or Kissimmee. Um, it's it's maybe a little less authentic. Uh, so looking forward to those folks being able to come back this summer. Next up, Disney is sharing its first look at food and drinks that are coming to the Connections Cafe at Epcot. Uh, my recent visit, I got to walk right past the front of this. Uh, they've still got some Black curtains on the walls, but it looks like very soon now, Connections Cafe, uh, which is the replacement for the old uh, Electric Umbrella restaurant near the front of Epcot, uh, set to open in spring 2022. And we have our first look at the menus. Um, so the food and decor is inspired by cultures from around the world, fused with quote unquote, true Epcot fashion. Um, and what that means is a variety of burgers with different international flavors. Uh, you've got a French bistro burger with caramelized onions and brie, a Southwestern burger with a uh, corn chipotle salsa. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to trying the banh mi burger because I'm a big fan of Vietnamese sandwiches. And this one has a miso marinated beef blend with pickled vegetables and sriracha. Uh, there's a Mediterranean burger, unfortunately is not made out of lamb. It's made out of beef, but it does have a feta relish and, uh, Donner bread. Um, and then they've also got some interesting salads. One is a vegan Niçois style salad. Uh, so it's got the green beans, but, uh, no tuna. Um, and also a general, so chicken salad, uh, with some broccoli slaw and kale. Um, got a couple different kinds of pizzas, meatball pizza, curry spice pizza, and of course, a selection of stuff for the kids, chicken nuggets and cheeseburgers, yes, but also a grilled chicken bao sandwich that looks pretty yummy. Uh, and to wrap it all up, uh, for desserts, you've got brioche waffles, mango coconut milkshakes, 
gelato shakes, uh, and some agua frescas, and a coconut Thai basil cooler that I believe uh, would taste extra good if there was a shot of vodka in there. Um, anyway, uh, if you head over to our website, there is a link to find the full menu. Uh, and uh, you can also read uh, on our website a little bit more uh, about stuff we've uh, posted about the decor of the space. One last thing to keep in mind is that this uh, space is also going to be home to the Starbucks. Um, Starbucks used to be at the Fountain View Cafe on the opposite side of the center of the park. Uh, that has been torn out. Um, so you, you're going to have one location here that is going to both serve food and be the central Starbucks for the park. So I bet that's going to get pretty busy. Um, Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, as Brian says here, uh, yes, this menu definitely looks like an improvement over the old electric umbrella, which, yes, I agree, Brian. Uh, old electric umbrella needed some changes. The best thing about the electric umbrella was that you could get uh, free refills on fountain drinks. Uh, not sure if that will still be the case here. Hopefully it will. Uh, but um, yes, uh, the food definitely looks like an upgrade. And also, I, I kind of like the idea that there's more light. Uh, it's definitely brighter, less dank looking uh, location. So uh, keep an eye on that to open very soon. Next up, this is kind of a weird one. We can maybe have a little uh, debate about this California Adventure. Disney California Adventure theme park at the Disneyland Resort has ranked as the quote unquote best value theme park in the United States. Uh, according to who? Uh, according to the travel blog Park Sleep Fly, and they came up with this by analyzing the cost of a single-day adult admission ticket to top theme parks, as well as the number of poor and terrible TripAdvisor reviews received for each park. And uh, they put all this together in order to rank what the best value and worst value theme parks are. Um, now, I'll run down real quickly what uh, their determinations are. I, I would just like to say uh, I'm not a statistician. I am not a mathematician. Um, but uh, I, I the methodology of this is a little suspect. First of all, um, they claim to base it on the ticket price. However, they have just picked what the uh, lowest minimum ticket price is. Uh, they have not given you the average daily ticket price. And um, for uh, Disney parks now that have a quote unquote starting at price um, that's about you know $104, uh, there may be six days a year where you can actually get that price. Um, the actual prices are much higher than that that most people pay due to the various tiers that they have now. So that kind of ruins that part of their methodology right there. Um, and also uh, TripAdvisor is a very biased self-selected sample. Um, people either go to TripAdvisor uh, because they really like um, writing five-star reviews or they really like writing one-star reviews. Uh, not a lot of people spend their time writing uh, balanced middle-of-the-road reviews. Um, so having said all that, uh, they crunched their numbers uh, and decided that the number one theme park 
by value in the world is Everland Resort in South Korea, earning a perfect 10 out of 10 score with a daily ticket cost of about $41 US and only 2.3% of negative reviews on TripAdvisor. Uh, also very highly scored were Ocean Park in Hong Kong, Tokyo Disney Sea, Hong Kong Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland. Um, now, I don't personally know how popular uh, TripAdvisor is for people in Asia, uh, much less Europe. Um, you know, uh, if people in those countries frequently go to leave their opinions on that. But uh, moving on uh, to the U.S. parks, the Disney California Adventure theme park in Anaheim was rated the best value with a score of 6.88 out of 10. Uh, they used a ticket price of 104, which, like I said, very few people only pay 104. And they said only 3.4% of TripAdvisor reviews are negative. But very close behind is Universal's Islands of Adventure uh, with a score of 6.56, ticket price of 109, and 2.7% negative reviews. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, Universal Studios Hollywood is right behind uh, in the number eight spot. Now, uh, that's ironic because I can remember uh, less than a year ago us doing an article about how a different survey had ranked Universal Studios Hollywood the worst value park uh, because of the actual number of attractions. Um, I personally, if I was going to uh, rank value of theme parks, I would come up with some sort of score that was based on the uh, number of attractions. Uh, the average rating of each of those attractions, so the quality of the attractions, and then the average ticket price that people pay as opposed to the uh, minimum ticket price that they advertise. Um, I think given all that, I personally would have to rank uh, Disneyland Park as the best value park, uh, at least in the United States, simply because of the sheer number of high-quality attractions. Um, and uh, if you were to take a, uh, a one-day park hopper between Disney California Adventure and uh, Disneyland, combine those together, um, I think that would, for value, uh, when you see how much you, you would get in a one day across those two parks, that, that would be a, a tough value to beat. Um, though Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios Florida uh, with the Hogwarts Express uh, would also be. Uh, Brian... Thanks for contributing. His opinion says that Knott's is a better ticket value park. There is a ton going on at Knott's. Um, there is a lot of variety at Knott's. Um, uh, I would agree with that. And their ticket price is extremely low uh, against Disneyland. Um, I would also argue, though, at Knott's, it's hard to get a lot done at Knott's without an express pass, uh, simply because operations are kind of slow there but uh that's a debate for another day um if you are curious more about this uh survey which also ranked universal studios florida as the worst value theme park uh on their list um now they there's lots of parks that did not even make this list uh they there are no sea world parks bush gardens parks six flags parks no european parks so um, take this all with a grain of salt uh, or a salt lick, uh, but you can find a link to the complete study on our website. We're going to move on now from that and head on over to Disneyland Paris, which is hosting a 30th anniversary Imagineer panel live on YouTube 
Uh, and this is one that you might want to set your alarm to watch. Uh, Disneyland Paris is bringing together an exceptional panel of Walt Disney Imagineers in honor of the park's 30th anniversary. And they're going to be doing an in-person presentation, which will also be broadcast live on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> here's the deal. This is going to happen 2.30 p.m. Paris time on April 12th. Uh, at Disney's Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel's Convention Center. That's at the Disneyland Paris Resort. Uh, 2.30 p.m. Paris time is 8.30 a.m. Um, U.S. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Uh, and if you hop on over to the Disneyland Paris YouTube channel, you are going to be able to watch this uh, for free. Um, uh, if you are a member of the Insiders Club uh, or a Disneyland Paris annual pass holder, you're going to have an opportunity to attend this in person. Um, obviously, most, most of us uh, are probably going to have to uh, listen to this virtually, but they have a fantastic lineup. Um, here, here's who you're going to get to hear. Uh, Tony Baxter, uh, Disney legendary uh, Disney Imagineer, former executive producer, um, of Disneyland Paris. Uh, Beth Clapperton, the art director. Tim Delaney, who's the former show producer of Discoveryland. Tracy Eck, uh, art director of the park. Uh, Bjorn Hergwagen, uh, director of show design and production. Sylvie Mascara, the art director of the Portfolio Hotels. And finally, Tom Morris, who is the former show producer of Fantasyland. Uh, a lot of heavy hitters there. It's especially exciting to see uh, Tony Baxter coming out of his retirement to talk about this. Uh, David Wilson, who is the vice president and site portfolio executive for uh, Disneyland Paris, and Tom Fitzgerald, who is the portfolio creative executive for Disneyland Paris, are going to be moderating this. And uh, if you don't speak French, don't worry. The panel will be conducted in English. If you do speak French, you're going to have to show up at the event in person uh, in order to uh, hear it translated with uh, special headphones. Uh, but I know, uh, uh, eight, like I said, uh, Paris is six hours ahead of uh, Eastern time. So uh, set your alarm. Um, if you are interested in more about the history of uh, what is, in my opinion, the most beautiful of all of the Disney uh theme parks, at least the Disney Castle parks for sure. Uh, you got to tune into this one because uh, it's going to be a great lineup. And next, Pantheon, a multi-launch coaster, is now open at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Um, those of us in Florida, uh, we, we had a, a long, anxious wait uh, for um, SeaWorld's Icebreaker and Iron Gwazi at Busch Gardens Tampa to open. Uh, they went through a similar thing in Busch Gardens Williamsburg, which I have to give a shout out to every time we mention it. My my first home park, uh, that I, first park that I ever worked for uh, back in my college days, going to William & Mary. Um, still have a soft spot. Haven't been back in many years and would really like to check it out. If nothing else, to check out their new world record-breaking record roller coaster, Pantheon. Um, this is from Intamin. It is a the world's fastest multi-launch coaster. It includes a 95-degree drop, top speed of 73 miles an hour. Uh, it harnesses the speed and strength of five of the greatest Roman gods, standing 180 feet tall, spanning 3,300 feet of track, and featuring four launches, 
five airtime hills and two inversions. Uh, we have a front row POV video on our website that I encourage you to go and check out. Um, this one looks sort of like a cross between uh, the Velocicoaster and Cheetah Hunt, uh, both of which are, uh, you know, they're, they're all Intamin-based um, tractions. Um, and this one, uh, it's got some some fun-looking inversions um, and everything, like ever, all the rides in Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, it's just a beautiful location, um, you know, very, very lushly landscaped wooded area. Um, so this is uh, definitely on my bucket list when I make my next trip up to the Virginia area. Um, I'm seeing if no one in our comments, it seems, has uh, been able to ride this yet uh, brand new. So go, go ahead and check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Next up, the Great Gup Rescue is launching at Sea Life Aquarium in the Mall of America. Uh, before it sets sail on a global rollout. Um, this is based on the Aquanauts Above and Beyond. Um, and it is at the Mall of America. That is in uh, Bloomington, Minnesota. Right now through April 18th, uh, visitors to the Sea Life Aquarium can take part in a new interactive activity trail um, it starts out with an underwater storm that creates electrical problems, uh, causing all of the GUPs, which are the Aquanauts aquatic vehicles, to stop working. And so participants at the aquarium can embark on a journey of discovery with their favorite characters, completing missions and saving sea creatures along the way. Um, they started... Uh, rolling out these activity trails at 13 sea life centers uh, across the world back in 2021 um, and now we're getting them in the united states uh, no word yet if this one is going to be coming to the sea life at icon park uh, on iDrive in orlando but uh, if you have a sea life aquarium near you um, and you your little ones are fans of the aquanauts keep an eye out for this one uh, and you can get more information by visiting visitsealife.com. And now we turn our attention over to Korea, where Legoland Korea is celebrating the park's completion ahead of its May 5th opening. Uh, we are just weeks away from the official opening of the first globally branded theme park in Legoland, uh, in, I'm sorry, in Korea. Uh, and this is also the world's 10th Legoland theme park. Uh, it's going to officially open on Children's Day, which is May 5th, 2022. Um, and uh, the CEO of Merlin Entertainments, uh, Nick Varney, uh, along with uh, the CEO of the Legoland group and some other um, dignitaries uh, from Korea, uh, participated in a key handover ceremony. Uh, and took a little tour of the park's seven themed areas. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, South Korea has a number of theme parks, including uh, Everland and Lottie World, but this is their first um, kind of globally branded IP theme park. Um, and uh, it's 28,000 square meters. 
And it's also the first Legoland to be built on an island. Um, it's got 40 rides and shows and attractions and a 154-room hotel. Um, uh, their tickets and their passes are on sale right now. Um, travel from the United States to Korea is still a little tricky right now, but uh, if you want to give a call to Destinations with Character Travel, maybe they can hook you up. All right, here's some big news getting even bigger. The world's longest roller coaster is getting even longer. All right, if you did not know, the Beast at Kings Island Amusement Park has held the record for the world's longest roller coaster at 7,359 feet. Uh, it has held that record since it opened way back in 1979, over 40 years. Um, well, now that re that record is being broken by itself. Um, they during the off season, uh, they did some track work and actually replaced uh, 2,000 feet of the track. Um, you know, after 40 years, a uh, wooden roller coaster needs a little TLC. Uh, but in the process of doing that, they reprofiled the first drop uh, in order for uh, the drop to exit into a tunnel at a slightly lower angle, making a smoother transition uh, going into the second drop. Uh, in the process of doing that, it added two feet to the length of the track. So now uh, the track is 7,361 feet. Um, so they have broken their own record uh, after 40 years. Um, yeah, John, uh, John's, John's got the right idea here. The Beast needed a refurb in that section very badly. Uh, very glad they'll be ready. Um, I have obviously heard many legends of the Beast um, over the years. Uh, another one on my bucket list. Uh, looks like I'm going to have to turn this trip to uh, Virginia into a, a road trip up to Ohio. Um, but uh, some fun stats on the Beast. Uh, the cars go 64.77 miles per hour. It's 1.4 miles of track, 4-minute and 10-second ride. The vertical drops of uh, 137 feet, which is now at a 53-degree angle, and then a second drop of 141 feet at an 18-degree angle. Um, eight bank turns up to 45 degrees, and that helix tunnel at the end, a full 540 degrees. Uh, the beast is still a beast, um, and those extra two feet, uh, I'm sure, will make it even more fun. Um, so uh, get ready for when Kings Island opens up for its 2022 season by going to visitkingsisland.com. Next, Six Flags St. Louis has announced low sensory days in recognition of autism awareness. Uh, joining in with some other parks around the country, Six Flags St. Louis is adding a low sensory area to the park, along with other autism-aware measures during Autism Awareness Days. Uh, this is specifically for April 3rd and April 10th, uh, which is the first two Sundays in April. Uh, on those days, a selection of rides with a mild to moderate sensory rating will be open from 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., and a ride sensory ratings guide will be available so that guests can make informed choices uh, about what are the best rides um, for their party members who are on the spectrum. Um, 
the guests can also take advantage of a low sensory space to uh, relax and reset. Um, the idea is to make the park as quiet as possible um, while still uh, providing uh, rides and entertainment. Um, this is joining uh, a growing list of parks and locations, which include uh, Universal Studios Florida and the Promenade at Sunset Walk uh, here in Orlando that have recently taken steps to make uh, visits uh, more comfortable for uh, the full spectrum of visitors' sensory needs. Um, if you have further needs uh, and you need additional assistance, you might also want to visit the website accessibilitycard.org. Um, and that lets you fill out an online form uh, and you will get a, a digital accessibility card uh, that you can show uh, at the park that will help explain to staff uh, what your needs are. Um, you got to do that at least 48 hours prior to your arrival. Um, and uh, if you're under 18, you'll need a guardian to help request that. And uh, another great place to visit um, with uh, family members uh, is Sesame Place in San Diego, which is now open for family fun in the sun. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. This is a new 17-acre park uh, that took over what was San Diego's Aquatica Water Park. Um, it kept the slides with new themes uh, and added new dry attractions. Uh, and character experiences all based around the beloved Sesame Street characters, um, making this the first Sesame Place on the West Coast. I grew up with the Sesame Place at Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Um, really just a wonderful place to take the kids. Um, and uh, this version of Sesame Place uh, looks very similar to the Sesame Street area that uh, I really enjoy in SeaWorld Orlando. Um, combined with a bunch of water slides that the whole family can enjoy. We've got some uh, video uh, from the grand opening um, on our website that is great to check out. Uh, and as I mentioned, um, this is a great place to take family members who might be on the spectrum because it is a certified autism center uh, through partnership with the International Board of Credentialing and Continuing Education Standards. Uh, the team members at Sesame Place have specialized training for uh, helping guests who are on the spectrum. Um, so you've got some kitty coasters, some flat rides, um, parades, and entertainment. Um, the interesting thing to note, uh, I was not aware of this. I assumed that uh, SeaWorld San Diego's Aquatica Web, uh, Water Park was located very close to the uh, the SeaWorld theme park in San Diego, the same way that we have here in Orlando. But it's actually um, the Sesame Place San Diego is located in Chula Vista, which is actually about a 30-minute drive from SeaWorld San Diego, uh, all the way down uh, right near the Mexican border. Um, so if you're planning on visiting both parks, uh, keep in mind that there's a little distance between them. Um, so uh yeah brian is commenting that he has heard uh good things about the sesame street uh san diego experience he hasn't seen any videos well we've got some videos uh right on our website so head on over to attractionsmagazine.com watch those videos and then destinations with character travel to help plan that trip 
And finally, wrapping up the news in the queue this week. After a five-year absence, you can once again celebrate the magic of Harry Potter at LeakyCon 2022 in Orlando. Uh, LeakyCon is an unofficial Harry Potter fan convention. Um, I remember uh, attending some of these way back in the day. Uh, <laughs> uh and they have been gone for a number of years, but they are coming back to Orlando um, celebrating Harry's birthday, which is July 31st. So the convention runs July 29th through the 31st at the Orange County Convention Center uh, here in Orlando, not too far from Universal. Um, and it is going to be a three-day event featuring, quote, Wizarding Wonders, hours of spellbinding, Potter-themed programming, exciting live entertainment, colorful costume contest and a vibrant marketplace full of wizardy wares um there will be panels with fandom experts podcasters writers um talking about everything about harry potter and the fantastic beasts um and you're even going to have some of the film stars and creators there to talk about bringing the wizarding world to life on screen uh folks who are currently scheduled to attend uh include Channel Williams and Cherry Wallace, who are fandom creators. Uh, actors Chris Rankin, who played Percy Weasley. Josh Herdman, who played Gregory Goyle. And Stanislav Yanevsky, who played Victor Crum. Um, you know, this event is for uh, fans of all ages. Um, but, uh, you know, um, just like Harry uh, attending Hogwarts, uh, they really recommend that you be at least 11 years old. Um, but if you want to bring a child under five, uh, they are free uh, with a paid parent. Tickets start at $69 for a one-day ticket, or you can get a VIP Marauder Pass for the whole weekend, uh, including uh, a $50 voucher for autographs and reserved seating for $300. Um, if you can't make it to uh, the Orlando event in July, there's also going to be a LeakyCon 2022 in Denver, Colorado, uh, running October 14th through the 16th. Um, you can find uh, information and uh, ticket sales for both of those events uh, at the LeakyCon website. And um, also, uh, you know, in case you're interested, there is a statement on their website LeakyCon is not an official convention. It is not officially associated with J.K. Rowling. She does not make any profits off of the event. And um, LeakyCon has uh, got a statement that officially uh, distance themselves from uh, some of her uh, political stances. Um, so if, if you're interested and you're unsure about uh, whether you still support um, Harry Potter fan events, uh, I encourage you to go to their website check out that information um <laughs> brian i agree uh there better be a happy birthday cake misspelled like from the first movie at the convention uh absolutely they better have that um okay so that is going to finish up our news for this week um but uh before we get into this week's main attraction it is time for us to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Here at Destinations with Character Travel, we offer the best experience with your travels. Need to visit the thrilling Disneyland Resort? Walt Disney World? 
Maybe lounge about on a Disney cruise or any other major cruise line? No problem. So if you're looking for a stress and hassle-free vacation, visit us at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Contact us today and let us plan a magical vacation for you and your family. Bringing you your top news story of the week. Whether from your backyard or from around the world, it's time for the main attraction! Okay, this week's main attraction, Mickey Mouse is ready for hugs at Walt Disney World again. Um, this is very good news uh, for those of us who have been going to the parks since the since um, the pandemic started. Um, you know, the rides came back. A lot of the shows came back. Um, we got the character cavalcades, but... The one thing that we have really been missing is up close and personal encounters with the characters. Um, well, the the stanchions are going away, the velvet ropes are being pulled back, the characters are coming down off the platforms, and once again, uh, you will be able to hug Mickey and Minnie and your other favorite characters um, as soon as April 18th, uh, just a few weeks away. Uh, according to the Disney Parks blog, characters at Walt Disney World, as well as at Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, the Alani Resort in Hawaii, Hawaii. Uh, this will be happening in phases, but um, you will once again be able to have up close face to face encounters uh, involving physical contact, photos, autographs, the whole nine yards once again. Um, you know, I, I think we can all uh, we can all praise Disney for getting creative during the pandemic uh, with the ways that they came up with to bring characters out uh, in a safe, socially distanced manner. Uh, my personal favorite, I loved seeing Winnie the Pooh uh, out in the grass um, with a butterfly net running around. Um, you know, at Disneyland, I had some great moments uh, interacting with characters like Peter Pan and Hook, who would be in, in little garden planter areas, but they'd be able to move around, talk to people. Um, the cavalcades were a lot of fun because they brought out a lot of characters that you did not see very often. Um, and you didn't have to line up for a long time, you know, on the curb waiting for a parade to happen once a day kind of surprise and delight things that would, would happen randomly and continuously. Uh, a lot of great options. Um, got to applaud them for effort. Um, but now that, uh, especially among Disney cast members, uh, vaccination rates are, are very high. Uh, vaccinations are available. Caseloads, especially in the Orlando area, are down. Um, this has kind of been the last last holdback uh, is, you know, the, those face-to-face -face encounters. And we're finally finally getting them back. So, um, you know, they, they have been experimenting recently uh, when Galactic Star Cruiser, the Star Wars quote-unquote hotel, opened up recently. Um, you know, they, they had no social distancing on that. Uh, people have been able to interact with those characters in a very intimate way. And to be honest, uh, if people are spending $5,000 for, for two nights, uh, they're, they're not going to want to uh, stand behind a stanchion six feet away from the people that they're paying to see. Um, 
and Disneyland Paris actually brought back their person-to-person character interactions uh, back in early March. Um, that was based on uh, government guidance in France. Um, so this is definitely things heading in the right direction. Um, see how, uh, see, we've got a, a little information here. Yes, Brian is mentioning here that as of yesterday, Disneyland Paris is fully operational for in-person hugs and autographs from Disney, Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars characters, etc. Selected character dining is reopening up in phases too. Yes, and I should mention that um, character meals, when this includes Chef Mickey's at the Disney Contemporary Resort, Tusker House at Animal Kingdom Park, and the Garden Grill at the Land, they'll be phased back in a later date. Now, I noticed just the other day at Garden Grill at the Land, uh, they're still doing the thing where the characters appear, but they uh, they appear uh, in the area separated uh, with a partition from the guests. Um, they come around sort of the inside of the ring. Uh, where they can wave at guests, um, but they're uh, they're kind of separated from the guest booths. Um, hopefully, soon they will be coming back around uh, to the outside of the ring, where they can actually uh, make closer contact with the guests. Um, uh, and uh, Brian also pointed out that Universal Orlando has also been bringing back uh, in-person meet and greets as well. Um, so let's just hope. Uh, you know, we're seeing some worrying data um, from Europe uh, and also some leading indicators from parts of the United States of uh, another possible wave. Of uh, So let's all keep our fingers crossed uh, that they don't have to roll this back um, just after they bring it out. But, um, you know, I would say at least in Florida, uh, it, it does not seem like there's much interest in, in going backwards in terms of uh pandemic precautions um so i i would expect that once once we bring the characters back um it would take an awful lot f- at least in florida for them to uh, rescind that again but um you know as always if you still feel more comfortable wearing a mask um you know the characters are wearing masks too they're all <laughs> they're all protected who knows they might be wearing kn95s under those giant heads anyway just to uh, double protect themselves um i'm sure the the folks who play the characters in the disney parks um on the one hand they i'm sure they missed uh having that personal connection with guests because um that's a, a you know a big part of why you do the job is because you en- enjoy that um that emotional uh reaction from people uh but i'm i'm sure the the people who play those characters also have not missed, um, you know, getting colds and sniffles and, you know, every little bug that goes around. Uh, it's, it's almost as bad as being an elementary school teacher. So, um, keep washing your hands, folks. Can't hurt. Um, yeah, Brian points out, uh, Disneyland is still only about 50% operational. Um, so, uh, Disneyland might be a little slower bringing back all of these character encounters, but um, beginning April 18th, keep an eye out. Uh, I am planning on heading over to Animal Kingdom that week. Uh, it is uh, Animal Kingdom's birthday week and Earth Day week, um, and I've heard um, some characters might be coming out uh, we haven't seen in a while for some up close encounters uh so i will i will be there checking it out um if you get to hug a character again uh please snap a picture and uh let us know 
Okay, well, I think that's just about going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, before I go, I want to thank our sponsor, Destination with Character Travel, once again. Uh, I want to remind everyone, as always, to please uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a review, and also leave us a rating, hopefully a positive rating, on Spotify. Um, if you want to catch up with me, uh, you can find me uh, and my books at theunofficialguides.com. Uh, and you can follow me at the UG series on Twitter or at the unofficial guides on Instagram. Uh, and if you want more from Attractions Magazine, you can find us at attractionsmagazine.com, on Twitter at attractions, at attractions magazine on Instagram, and on youtube.com slash attractions magazine. Uh, hopefully we will have Carly back, uh, and get the banter going again. Um, thank you, Brian, for reminding everyone that reviews do matter. So please send us love. Thank you. And John, I appreciate the support. Uh, I, uh, I held down, held down the ship, but, um, uh, kept it afloat, but, um, I would uh, much rather have uh, my co-host back than fly solo again. So uh, thank you all for sticking with me. Um, and until next week, I hope that all of you folks out there stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we will see you next time.